my Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter's Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I do? I've been more terrible foods the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? Welcome into the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears, along with certified health coach Hayden. Hello. How are you doing? Good. All right. And sound man Matt. Yay. Matthew Sears, our, our brother. little brother. Hey. We are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and hopefully help you through those moments that aren't quite so joyful. So don't <laughs> <laughs> We always laugh. I don't I always laugh. That one. Yeah. We should do the first part of that statement we should reflect oh yeah, yeah. so many so, joyful so moments fun. and so great and uh, oh you know i i <laughs> this just popped into my head one of my jo- most joyful moments uh, of parenting was when my daughter was three years old our son had not come along yet and we lived in ohio and the the snow it was middle of winter uh, snowy and I took her out just to the local school, and we did, did a little tobogganing down this tiny little hill, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going, and it just a lot of fresh snow, probably a good foot of fresh snow on 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 the on the ground. And uh, we were tobogganing up and down, just getting really cold and full of snow, and the powder going everywhere. And then um, she, I could tell she was getting cold, and I pulled out a thermos of hot chocolate, nice hot, Aww. warm hot chocolate. And I made a little kind of little sits marks in the uh, in the snow we sat there and snuggled up and sat sipped warm hot chocolate and uh, I was talking to my daughter Leah just a few months ago and she's like oh daddy I remember oh. that and you know to have your 25 year old daughter tell you call you daddy still is oh. like just melted I my still call heart. my dad daddy our dad daddy yeah I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. 40 <laughs> one <laughs> I still call him daddy speaking of our dad speaking of daddy, our daddy guess what we have a special Special, special, special treat today, and uh, our dad, Dr. William Sears, will be our guest. He will be joining us in studio. He's our, our first in-studio guest mm-hmm. on the podcast, yeah. so that's great. And we're going to be talking, I mean, does you know, it's hard to even introduce the yeah. guy. Um, I'm sure everybody listening is familiar with him. He's the dad of the Dr. Sears that was on TV. Yeah, that, the that doctor famous show. Dr. Sears that was on yeah. the Dr. Anyways, show, the Emmy Award-winning mm-hmm. Dr. Show. But so, he's uh, the guy, he's the one that started this whole Sears exactly. family so, thing. He's, got a, he's had a new development in his life uh, that he's going to be talking about, and quite a, quite a story, mm-hmm. and some really good lessons from that. So we're looking forward to that, but before that... Uh, thank you so much for listening. We want uh, Don't forget to find us and follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Sears Family Podcast, along the uh, on the interwebs, askdrsears.com slash podcast. And if you are listening, that means you probably like the show, so please tell your friends and family about it. Share it. Get the word out. And give um, us a rating on iTunes. Oh, yeah, a rating. We've got a lot of great ratings so far, mm-hmm. and thank you so much for that. But, uh, you know, the more ratings, the better. We're, we're And that helps other people find us that don't mm-hmm. know about us. Uh, certainly the people that know about us find us, and that's one thing. But uh, I think the people that uh, can really benefit from this the most are the people that don't know mm-hmm. about us. So if they're just looking for a parenting podcast... My nose just got a little stuffy. Huh. Parenting podcast, um, it can uh, it will help. So yes, rate it, rate us, and uh, hopefully it's a good rating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think we're pretty good. <laughs> so uh, excellent. So yes, well, later on we have a um, uh, special guest, Doctor William Sears. I'm so looking forward to that. And now I've got my my little notes um, under this section of the podcast mm-hmm. where it's just chatter. You know, we're going to bring up whatever brings up. I've, one of my notes is just says morning routine. 
And that oh, when I wrote that down, <laughs> I think I wrote that down as I was going to bed one night. I said, yeah, that'll remind me of, of a really cool story <laughs> about the morning routine. I'm trying to actually rem- maybe remember. Maybe just talking about it will, will spur my memory. But uh, it's something it's really good and a good teachable <laughs> moment was supposed to happen right now based on my me writing down the morning routine. Are no. we supposed to have <laughs> one? Instead, now it's an nothing. awkward moment I trying to remember what you were going to say about nothing. your morning routine. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, well... Maybe there. What what is good about a morning routine? I think um, having that's one of the things I like to do. I like to get up, and uh, certainly it's the what has to happen in the morning is one thing. There's the breakfast and the kids getting to school and and the feeding the dogs, feeding the rabbits, letting the bird out. Um, but I like to just take a few moments and uh, and just breathe, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, I actually get the bird, and uh, we have a little um, cockatiel, like one of those little mini. Parrots, little. It's a, one of the smaller ones. She, she, Rio. She, he likes to sit on our shoulder, and uh, or she, she sits on my shoulder and uh, usually poops. But um, but I just kind of he kind of chirps in my ear, and it's just kind of I make my coffee. I like uh, I you know everybody like has their own way of making coffee, but mm-hmm. I like to do it. I like actually the making of the coffee to be part of the routine. Mm. So I, I get my beans and I grind them. I, I put them in the grinder and, you know, hit the button, it goes. It, it, that's pretty loud, so it kind of wakes everybody else up. So that's mm-hmm. their alarm clock. Um, but then it fills the kitchen with co- the coffee smell, and then I, I use a French press to um, to uh, make it, you know, boil Fancy. the water and, and the French press. Although I don't like the pressing part of the French. I just like to, like, let it percolate in there. But And then I pour it through uh, a filter, uh, <laughs> just because the French press itself leaves a lot of grit. Yeah. Yes. So I actually, once I French press it, I uh, have just a little hand filter that I kind of pour it into my mug. So a lot of steps there, and it just <laughs> allows me to kind of have about 10 minutes of zen coffee making. And then I sip it, and uh, and uh, and what I do next actually is going to be our favorite food swap later on. Ooh, perfect. So stay so, tuned. Uh, so I will tease us. that. Um <laughs> So, uh, do you guys? Get, what else? Do you got anything? No, nope, that sounds like a great morning routine to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I um, I another thing I have on my notes is uh, <laughs> uh, our eighth grader, thirteen year old, was uh, uh, and this is I think a, a lesson on uh, helping our kids uh, do well in school, mm-hmm. essentially. And she was at the office. You know, sometimes uh, if we have a busy day, she'll kind of come and hang out instead of because. Uh, uh, um, both mom and I work in the office, and uh, she's Jessica's my nurse. Um, so sometimes instead of uh, if she doesn't have friends to hang out with or if she wants to, she just comes to, to her office and hang out. And mm-hmm. she didn't have any homework that day. So uh, instead of just being on her phone uh, while she w- waited for us, we said, hey, do you want to do anything? Oh, yeah, there's some charts that needs to be re- refiled, and, and as long as you can put them in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. you can do it. And um, and she comes by later, and, and Jessica goes, goes you know, she's having a really hard time doing that. I'm like, wait, it's alphabetical. It's just alphabetizing mm-hmm. the names. You should be able to. What time? What? How old were you when you learned alphabet? Al- Mid elementary, yeah. like third grade. Anyways, um, so so we uh, as we're leaving, she's I'm like, oh, thanks, Callie, for for doing the the charts. It, it's so helpful. Thank you so much. She's she's like, eh, it was really boring. <laughs> and I'm like, aha. Aha, that's why I think she was having a hard time, because it was a boring task, which brings me to my point. Um, There's many things about life 
that are boring,、mm-hmm. and I think it's very important for kids to to learn how to be okay being bored.、Mm-hmm. When we first introduced a、uh, a no cell phone in the car for the first ten twenty minutes of the car ride,、uh, the first complaint was, "What do you mean we're going to be bored?"、Mm-hmm. Well, yes. That's good. That that is by design.、Um, if kids are constantly bombarded with、uh, input, cell phone input, computer input,、uh, music input, something, if they're not used to just being quiet and being bored and letting their minds just kind of wander, it will be a lot harder to sit through a board meeting、mm. or to study for the medical boards. <laughs> or a lot of board, a lot of boring <laughs> board, board subjects here. But、um, you know, it, to, to、um, some kids actually don't、uh, they their their minds can't slow down and concentrate、mm-hmm. on just one uh, um, t- tedious task like alphabetizing、uh, charts, and、uh, it's it's a good skill for、mm-hmm. kids to learn. And、uh, you know, I'm not saying they have to go through sensory deprivation, you know, for hours a day, but just a couple minutes of、eh, of just nothing、mm-hmm. kind of will will help. The the homework and the math and all that stuff. Yeah, that's good. Like yeah,、it. I like that. So, so that's good. So,、um, hey, now it's time for comments with Hayden. Yeah. So we have a great question.、Um, it and I actually don't even know the answer to this. Is your podcast available on YouTube? Well. I, when I I saw that same same comment and、yeah. my first thought was well why would it be on YouTube there's no video right you know do、That's、we need、uh, should I be、okay. videoing this or, so I don't know is it going to be available on YouTube I can、or? make it on YouTube yeah I will I will post、uh, each episode just Wait, we won't have a video we'll just have the logo as、mm-hmm. as oh is that oh so and play the audio oh do、oh, people do that so、yeah. people listen to podcasts on, on YouTube, YouTube. Uh, I guess well, I listen to other stuff on YouTube. I think、so. people people might listen to what's familiar with them、mm. if they have a, a, like an app on the TV or something they can play it、mm. from YouTube. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, oh yeah, good point. Yeah, because I'll watch videos on on my home TV YouTube video. I don't even have、uh, my TV service anymore. Yeah, I just, yeah it's、good. all through the interwebs. Yeah.、Uh, so I'll, I'll watch my shows on YouTube. And YouTube、uh, makes it easy to kind of connect to the TV. Yeah. So you play our episodes on there.、Uh, oh, we'll yeah, look to have those up maybe in a week. Okay. So thank you for the Wait, idea. Do we have a YouTube channel? Yes. Yes.、Yeah. It's Doctor Sears TV. Okay. Doctor Sears TV. Doctor Sears. There's a few older videos that I did on there, so <laughs> so we'll have to check those we'll out. We'll have to make sure they're appropriate. <laughs> they're good. I'm pretty sure I, they're all good videos, but、uh, yeah, they're it's、uh, it's good stuff. So hey, wow. So apparently、okay. now by the、we、time you're maybe next this, week, we will put up our, on YouTube. It'll be available on YouTube. So cool. Well, that was comments with Hayden. And now it's time for our favorite food swap. And、um, this is where we try to give you a simple tip to help your life be healthier without being completely deprived of yummy, yummy stuff.、Mm-hmm. So this one actually—it's、uh, nothing new,、um, but I actually rediscovered it.、Uh, everybody has、um, uh, extolled the benefits of cinnamon. We know、mm-hmm. cinnamon is good for you, and、uh, I, I was actually getting my、uh, my wife some coffee the other. There's this new French little. Uh, pastry place by our house,、um, and、uh, she's like, "Oh, can we get coffee from there?" I'm okay, cool, and、uh, and she likes a latte, and、um, and there was two kinds, right? She likes the honey something,、mm-hmm. right? But I accidentally got the cinnamon 
something、mm. latte. They're both vanilla. I think it was honey vanilla or cinnamon vanilla. Something. Anyways, bottom line, I got the wrong <laughs> the one, wrong right? One. I got the one with cinnamon versus the one she wanted.、Um, both had the same amount of sugar in it, right? She's used to the other one, the honey one, and、uh, so she she normally gets that, and it's kind of she's comfortable with the level of、uh, of sweetness. But I accidentally, so I come home with the cinnamon one, not knowing I had ordered the wrong one. So she just takes a sip of it and goes, "Whoa, that is sweet." That was really, 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 really sweet. I'm、mm-hmm. like, oh wow, which what's the, which one? Is,、uh, you must have got the cinnamon one, Jim. And、um, the point is,、uh, th- this both coffee drinks had the same amount of sugar in it, but because this one had used cinnamon,、mm. the、um, the uh, uh, the sweetness level was, or maybe not sweetness level, but sweet tasting level and flavor level was off the charts. It was way more flavorful. So I'm like, huh. So I actually that day added cinnamon to my own coffee,、mm-hmm. and I normally don't add sugar to it at all. So I added cinnamon to my coffee, and it tasted sweet,、oh. you know. And、uh, I'm like, huh, that's pretty cool. And sugar versus cinnamon, you know, a dash. You know, if you're gonna sweeten coffee, you're usually putting several teaspoons, maybe even、mm-hmm. a tablespoon of sugar. That's gonna add, that adds up, you know, yes, a good fifty extra fifty calories、mm-hmm. of just from sugar in your coffee. Where there's a couple dashes of cinnamon will literally only have one, two, maybe five calories.、Mm-hmm. Yet it just gives a ton of flavor to your coffee. Yeah, yeah. and it's very healthy in、yes. and of itself. Yeah, it actually helps with,、uh, blood, with sugar. In- <laughs> blood sugar and insulin、yeah. resistance and whatnot. And it doesn't just have to be coffee. It could be oatmeal.、Mm-hmm. You know, just、uh, you know, instead of buying this. Cinnamon, whatever、sure. flavor, pre-flavor, pre-sweetened oatmeal.、Mm-hmm. If you just sprinkle some cinnamon over、uh, over your oatmeal, it can do the, it can do the trick.、Yeah. So, so guess what I did later that day? I'm like, I need more cinnamon in my life. You know, that's <laughs>、uh, so、why I actually went on Amazon and bought the, the little fancy cinnamon shaker. You、uh-huh. know, the little stainless with the top and with the. The, the holes in it, and so right now, next in my little coffee zen area of my kitchen, <laughs> I've got my French press and my coffee and my beans, my grinder, and now I have my little cinnamon shaker ready to go on the counter, so I don't forget,、yes. you know, so I don't, so it's not like you know a few weeks ago where I had not used cinnamon in years. Now I'm、mm-hmm. going to use it every day and improve my life. I like it. Thanks, Jim. So, so there you go. Great. That was our favorite food swap. So, all right. So, a couple fun stories before we bring my dad in.、Um, the、uh, we do want to make sure we save enough time for him. So, yes, don't let me、sure. talk too long, Matt. But、um, a couple cool stories.、Um, we got there's a new smartwatch to detect seizures in kids, and,、mm. uh, and it's kind of cool because that's one big fear with parents is that you know your child it, it, with. There's a lot, a lot of kids with epilepsy, and they、mm-hmm. have, will just have a random seizure, and that's can be quite scary for, for,、um, for parents.、Um, and their big worry is, it, will my child have a seizure when I'm not there?、Yeah. Are they up in the room? Are they out with their friends or whatever? And to have a seizure, especially an unwitnessed seizure, is actually a big, big, big deal.、Oh. So there's a new smartwatch company that、uh, it's called、uh, Embrace, the Embrace smartwatch, and it has、uh, the FDA. Clearance、um, to detect the motion and the physiologic, physio, physiological signals that are associated associated with a a generalized seizure,、hmm. and so it、uh, and it can alert、uh, caregivers to、uh, hey you know this、uh, this this person whether it's a it doesn't have to be just children、mm-hmm. um, just. Possibly had a seizure, and with three million people in the U.S. having epilepsy,、um, including three hundred. Thousand children under the age of fourteen、um, having some sort of other、uh, 
uh, alert system, I think it would think would be great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, uh, the we've seen pets that can detect seizures in kids, and now there's this. So, um, a nice thing to have. The technology is just really doing so much. It really is, especially things like this that can just help, especially with kids, and help parents feel more secure yeah. and confident, and that their kids are safe and being well taken care of. Speaking of technology, this is a uh, this is um, not a smartwatch, but it's my new phone here. And <laughs> I've, Jim's been complaining about yeah, his this phone this whole phone. Um, I've had a problem for several years in my office. Uh, everywhere else in Southern California, my particular company that I've been with for years uh, has great great coverage, except mm-hmm. for the one in at my office and my house. I get ter- I literally don't have any cell signal at my office. Or my uh, phone. I really hate to bring up a um, a subject that's so polarizing amongst <laughs> people in, in today's day and age, uh, but uh, the old AT&T versus Verizon yeah. thing. So I've had AT&T, and I finally said, um, you know, I've had enough. I'm going to go back to uh, Verizon so that so that I can get texts and calls at in my patient in my office and yeah. my house. Yeah. You know, it's it's important you mm-hmm. know for my patients to be able to get a hold of me. Um, but. Um, now that included uh, getting rid of my iPhone Seven, I think, uh, and upgrading to the iPhone X, mm-hmm. the XS, right here, the iPhone Ten S. Awesome, but there's something missing on it: the the button. There's no button, <laughs> right? And uh, and it's taken me. Uh, f- I've had it for quite a few days already, and I still can't use to not to not having a button. Uh-huh. Do you keep like pushing where I the button press, to be? Try to press where the button to try to turn it on and there's no there's no touch uh, um, f- hand, fingerprint mm-hmm. recognition to, to so it's all face recognition so I I'm I've been having to get used to putting my face in front of the phone to just to turn it on. No, the, here's my point. Um, interacting with your phone is kind of it's like a language. You mm-hmm. learn the language, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how long have typewriters and keyboards been out? A hundred years, yeah, maybe. And uh, that the keyboard essentially has not changed in a hundred years. My, I got used to using where the T is going to mm-hmm. be and where the J and where the space bar. Yeah. You know, imagine if they change that every <laughs> six months. And well, no, no, we don't have a button anymore. Now you just got to shake it to turn it on. And mm-hmm. uh, so I don't. Know, I'm a little frustrated with. Uh, <laughs> Did you know, real quick uh, about the keyboard? This is not the original layout of the keyboard. Back in the day, they oh, had really? a way more, uh, a, a different layout for for the typewriters, but ah. they found it was too efficient. People were typing too fast and tangling the typewriters. Oh, really? So they set it up like this to make it slower so the typewriters wouldn't get tangled, and we just oh. never went back. Are you so kidding me? So maybe it so is time for an upgrade. Pe- people our- have – you can wonder- program your keyboard to set different keys. To be the old way? To be the old oh, way. And oh, it, I mean, imagine- it, it would take you, you know, years to retrain your yeah. typing oh skills, my gosh, but yeah. it is supposed to be way faster. So Interesting. I never knew that. because I remember typing – did you guys take typing yeah. classes? In uh, high like school, playing yeah. those games. I don't think they. I don't know if they do games. that anymore. No, they but do. But it's Mavis like Beacon. elementary. It's Mavis elementary Beacon. though. Oh, okay. But Mavis Beacon yep. typing tutor. I remember that. <laughs> totally. yeah. Typing oh. tutor. Yeah, yeah. I um. I mean, I remember with the you know my typing class was actually with old typewriters, and yeah, we it would it would. Uh, Man, you're so old. It would old, foul Jim. the thing. You know, you put too many things to too quickly, and it would foul it. But um, well, 
So, however, always trying to find the bright side of everything. I kind of thought, okay, at least trying having to figure out a new cell phone every couple of years mm -hmm. helps my brain. Yeah. You know, there's a, it's a little bit of a, of a brain exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, having to do something new that you're not used to. You know, like brushing your teeth with the opposite hand or something. It is a little bit of brain aerobics. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I, so I guess I will keep the new cell phone and yeah. be happy with it, knowing that it is it is helping my brain form new connections. And uh, keeping my brain young and staying off dementia and all that kind of stuff that's that we all want, right? Yes. So, uh, all right. Well, that was cool. Cool smartwatch that can uh, detect epilepsy. Um, those of us with kids out there, have your if your child has have they ever eaten anything that they were not supposed to eat, <laughs> like a like a piece of Lego? Mm. How about? I, not that I know of, but I'm sure it's happened. I can't even imagine that a Lego. I'm I'm sure my my son in, in his eight years yeah, has yeah, swallowed yeah. a Lego at some point. He pretty much lives Legos, yeah. lives and breathes Legos. Oh man, so. my twenty year old uh, he used to be so into Legos, <laughs> uh, massively. Like I remember. Uh, oh yeah, remember. we we actually had a whole room in our house. It was supposed to be the living room, but when we moved in, it was this big house, and it was literally an extra room. And we we had plenty of family room furniture, but we didn't have any living room furniture other than this big piano. So it was just literally this empty room, mm -hmm. and my son kind of. He and he's like, well, I guess I'll claim it. This is going to be Smart. my Lego room, and he had just bins of Lego and just piles of different. And he'd get these new kits, and he'd spend days just constructing, whether it was the Death Star or whatever, or just coming up with his own stuff. He just had these massive plastic bins of Lego, and they'd be just all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, we didn't. Luckily, he was the youngest one, so there wasn't younger ones to come along and think their food, but. A lot of parents, uh, I get a lot of calls in the office, my child ate this or that, ate a piece of Lego, and they want to know what to do. Well, a group of pediatricians in the UK, they actually wanted to help answer the question, how long is it going to take to poop out a Lego? <laughs> <laughs> how would you like to be part of that study? Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. So they, uh, they searched high and wide for subjects and volunteers and uh, came up with nothing, so they decided to volunteer themselves. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So this study was actually published in the Journal of Pediatrics and Child Health. And uh, the authors actually agreed to ingest a standard Lego head, the small little head. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell parents, you know, if you got Legos or, or even Barbies or dolls, mm -hmm. just the little shoes, those little pieces can be such uh, the mm -hmm. swallowing hazard for, for the younger younger siblings. So watch out for that stuff. But they decided to ingest a standard Lego head for the sake of scientific progress. <laughs> and from there, they checked their own feces with chopsticks to locate the ingested <laughs> oh, <God>. piece. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so, how long did it take for the Legos to show up? By the way, did what did your kids call? When did you when you were growing up or your kids? Did they have a, a, a what'd you call it? Poop. 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 It's called poop. poop. Yeah, you know what I call it when I was young. <laughs> what we called it stinky. Stinky. Mommy, I gotta go stinky. Oh, buddy, just, I've never yeah. heard that before. Both Bob and I, that was the name. You know, yeah. where's, where's, where's your little brother? I think he's going stinky. Just, uh, <laughs> this whole time. I what a weird, <laughs> weird, weird name for this thing. But anyways, I got to bring that up to, uh, next time I see Bob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> I got to go stinky. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> Although I think uh, I think he, it wasn't the, that wasn't the name for it until Bob came along. Okay. So I think it must have been just called something else until Bob came along and suddenly his must have smelled yeah, pretty darn bad. Yeah, you probably described him Whoa, as a toddler. Whoa, that's stinky. Yeah. Yeah. That, I bet it was. I you, bet like as I saw, a toddler, you, that was your way to describe what yeah, he was doing. What was in my brother's little brother's diaper? My yeah. baby, Whoa, stinky. So anyways, okay. So it took an average of one point seven one days for the for the subjects to find the Lego in their stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Although one of the authors actually never found their Lego. Oh, no. So, um, so, so, so what, is it still stuck in there? No, they probably just did not search it's carefully. It's obviously not going to be digested or anything. Nope, nope, nope. No. So it's just going to pass right through. Yeah, but in all seriousness, what um, you know, this actually was a study, and mm-hmm. it's uh, just helped us to know what uh, how long it can take to pass a little plastic Lego head. But um, what can parents actually do? When to worry about if your child ate something that's not food and you don't think it's going to be digested. So um, uh, first off, uh, try to keep that from happening. You know, although the little toddlers, everything goes in their mouth. And uh, even if they don't mean to eat it, they may, once it goes in their mouth, the swallowing reflex is just going to, boom, can just kind of Mm -hmm. grab it. But if your child, if you think your child ate or swallowed something, and um, here's the signs. Uh, I'll give you a couple of signs uh, when to go to the ER immediately, when to just call your doctor, and when to just watch, okay? Um, if your child is vomiting, gagging, drooling, won't eat, complaining of stomach pain, or is coughing or wheezing, it's time for the trip to the ER, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, um, Or if it was a battery or something sharp, now, uh, especially those batteries, those button batteries, those mm-hmm. are very dangerous. And if you notice the the packaging they come in nowadays, or it, it takes an army to even get in mm-hmm. there, and and vice grips and and scissors. But um, if your child gets a hold of one of those button batteries, it just being if especially if it's stuck in the esophagus, it can actually erode a erode through the esophagus, mm-hmm. which is a life threatening uh, situation. So. Batteries uh, or something sharp uh, require a trip to the ER. Now, if something sharp, I actually have seen a child pass, uh, swallow an open safety pin. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. But it it can potentially pass without any problems. The the gut just kind of moves around uh-huh. with it. Uh, um, the child, we had to watch a child pretty carefully yeah. though. Um, now coins, that's a big thing that kids uh, often swallow, um, and it depends on the size. In general, we ha- we had this little rule in the ER. Um, you, you've got your dimes are the smallest, then. Mm-hmm. Pennies, yes. then nickels, and quarters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes one, two, three, four. So a one-year-old can usually handle a dime. A two-year-old can handle a penny. Mm-hmm. A three-year-old can handle a nickel, and a four-year-old can handle a quarter. Oh, okay. In general, so um, and then um, now, if it was just a, an object, a pretty small object like a Lego head, and your child mm-hmm. is not exhibiting any of those signs, you usually can just watch them and watch for them to pass it. Now, if any of those signs develop abdominal pain later on uh, a day or two into it then then it's time for uh, for medical attention so so uh, I think the, those are the in general the signs now I, I will um, one other object that can be massively um, massively a problem and that's where it comes in if it's metal uh, call a magnet those little toy magnets can be a huge, huge problem, especially if there's two of them. If your child oh. swallows two different magnets, and uh, and so they may be in t- separate parts of the intestine, and, but they attract to each other, mm-hmm. and they can kind of cause the uh, the, uh, the intestine to kind of loop around on itself, and then oh, actually erode through it. So really, 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 really bad yeah. if that happens. So 
Anyway, so hopefully if your child do, does swallow something, it's just a harmless Lego head. And, uh, it will come out in 1.71 yeah. days. What do you think about like if it was one of the blocks, though? They have the sharp corners and stuff with that? Yeah, I, you know, if it's a small one, I actually, uh, you know, like a, a, a one, a one-er. We, mm-hmm. would you, one did, by one? one we call them a one-er, a two-er, a three-er, yeah, or an eight-er. Like you know, but a little two-by-two two, that's the little mm-hmm. block, probably about the size of a nickel. Um, actually, it should be able to pass. It may hurt on the way out. But it's funny, just the intestine itself, it's like a... Um, it is a, uh, a it's a muscle muscular tube, and um, if unless something gets so that's why it kind of squeezes itself and stuff that with sh- sharp edges and actually can pass through pretty uh, pretty easily. Uh, I guess it's designed that way, you yeah. know. If, uh, you know, there's a, a sharp rock or a sharp piece of Lego, it, it's possible to get through. So. So cool. ideally, it's just something that doesn't happen, right? That would be the better way of. Uh, of going through that situation, avoiding, um, avoiding swallowing it in the first place. So, mm-hmm. cool, cool. So now we know how long it takes to poop out a leg. <laughs> thank you, researchers. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Sacrificing your bodies for science. All right. So, how are we doing on time, Matt? Are we ready to bring in our our guest? Yes. 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 And I'm, <laughs> I'm excited because this is technically our very first guest on the podcast. Yeah, this is fun. And um, if we're going to have a guest uh, as the very first guest, this is probably the best guest we could ever have because <laughs> this is the guy that started all of this. Uh, uh, literally, uh, I started oh. both <laughs> of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I've got an official. Um, bio to read here. Uh, Dr. Bill Sears has been advising busy parents on how to raise healthier families for over 40 years. And I've got other stuff, And uh, but it's kind of, as I was reading this, it, it dawned on me, you know, most of the people listening knows who Dr. William Sears is. It's right? true. It's so, true. Um, Although some people may be listening just because they the show, and so uh, for most of you out there, Dr. Bill Sears is the guy, you know, the Dr. Sears from TV, that's his dad. Okay, Dad. Also, the guy who wrote what over yeah, forty-five over books. forty books, forty books in forty years. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, he served as voluntary professor at the University of Toronto, University of South Carolina, the Keck School of Medicine at the at uh, University of Southern California, and the University of California Irvine. Um, you've coached Little League for twenty years, and together with. Our mom, Martha, your wife, you've written over 40 books and countless articles on parenting, nutrition, and healthy aging. You've served as a consultant for TV, magazines, radio, and other media, and hit our website. Your website, our website, AskDrSears.com, is one of the most popular health and parenting sites. Um, Dr. Sears, this is the coolest part, I think. Dr. Sears and his contribution of family health were featured on the cover of Time magazine in May of 2012. Welcome in, Dr. William Sears. Yay, Thank Daddy! You. Thank you so much. So, um, I, I love to be called... I just called, got called Daddy. Yeah, Daddy. Isn't that well, wonderful? You're my daddy. I love. I, I, I'll never be too old to be called Daddy. Thank you. Yeah, I'll no. never be too old to call you Daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it when my kids still call me Daddy. Dad, and especially daddy. my daughter. But um, you know, Time Magazine—that's pretty cool. That's that's, cool. that's cool. one of those things. Being on the cover of Time Magazine is either really, really good or really, really, really bad. <laughs> right. So in your case, it was good. Yeah, it right? turned out. It turned out well, Jim. It was great. Yeah, yeah. No, when they did that, um, they interviewed you, and they, you didn't know it was going to be on the cover, right? I did. Had you no know, idea. Just yeah. Suddenly, boom. And it, and it was said, hey, let's make it a cover feature, and let's make him controversial. <laughs> no, I'm not controversial, <laughs> yeah. but it 
sold magazine yeah, yeah. for him. So, so this uh, was um, the, <laughs> the cover cool. show, fun. had your name on it, but also had a what a, a, I think a two and a half year old, a toddler, uh, uh, four, four year old. Wow, okay, uh, four year old breastfeeding, mm-hmm. dressed up like a little marine. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> he looked like seven. <laughs> so um, now you just had a new book come out, right? Yes, yes, got, yes. A, got a copy right here. The Doctor Sears T five Wellness Plan. Yes. What is what is what does the T five mean? T five Transform Five. Okay, I like that. Transform Five, and and what what I did it with uh, with Aaron for our mm-hmm. daughters, and basically what we did is I took everything I know and learned, and Aaron did too. Over mm-hmm. my fifty years is uh, in pediatric practice mm-hmm. as a doctor and as a dad, and put it into a book in a fun and easy read. Mm-hmm. Uh, realizing if you laugh, you will learn. <laughs> so we want a, a smile on every page. Yeah, I've, I've looked through it, and there's some pretty fun stories and good oh, cartoons, yeah. and it looks like a good, a good, a good read. So, and this, I think, uh, I've, I've somewhere in the book it talks about your own health journey and what yes. really started this all. What twenty years ago, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. almost twenty exactly. years ago. Like like many men, it took a health crisis to get to get me to make changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had cancer. Mm-hmm colon cancer. Cancer caused me to care. Cancer uh, was at the prime of my life, had a lot to live for, eight children, wonderful wife, now of 51 years. Wow. And uh, so, praise God, I healed. Mm-hmm. And one of my missions at that time was nutrition. And I felt, if and when I heal, I'm going to make nutrition and health my mission to help others heal or even prevent what I went through. And that led to all of our books. Yeah. I I remember vividly you giving each of your eight kids a little booklet that you'd written up. I I think it was, what, maybe 50 pages of all the research you had Mm -hmm. done in the few months since you you had been diagnosed with colon cancer, of all the ways, because colon cancer, big genetic. Huge, uh, hugely genetic. And and it's on our mom's side, too. So Mm -hmm. suddenly all your eight kids have a double whammy genetically, Mm -hmm. and you gave us all that research. This is how you're not going to get colon cancer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, that was when the whole field of epigenetics Genetics mm-hmm. was coming out, and nutrigenetics. And that simply means, okay, both of you inherited the genes for colon cancer. But every gene has an on-off switch. And, by, and that's when we were forming the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute, and our motto was LEAN, L-E-A-N, lifestyle, exercise, attitude, nutrition, how, how you live, how you eat, how you move, and how you think. Mm-hmm. And those were the four lifestyles and nutritional tips that compress the off switch on that cancer gene that says, behave gene, don't act up and get cancer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the, vi- the biggest lifestyle changes I remember, and it's probably, I, was, I will ask you, you know, really quickly, if somebody's worried, uh, you know, has a family his- history of colon cancer, what, mm-hmm. what are some of the simple things they should do and not do? I remember before the cancer, you were a big barbecue mm-hmm. and oh, lots man. of red but, charred meat. Uh, oh, yes, but, I remember those right? steaks. Oh, I remember you, you, you going to a steakhouse, burn a big one for me, <laughs> right, bud, right. you know. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a you probably haven't had steak since. That right? was it. Nope. Yep. That was it. Yeah, actually, actually, I do. But uh, once a month, my friends out in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, they send me venison. Okay. So I have a venison steak. Guilty. I have a venison <laughs> steak once a month, but it's wild 
game. It's not mm-hmm. full of all the junk that that feedlot fed beef has. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's good. Mm-hmm. So so cut down on the red meat and um, alcohol. No more cut, beer, uh, that kind of stuff. I cut down on all that. And uh, uh, speaking of alcohol, I learned how to drink safely and wisely. Number one, never drink on empty stomach. Mm-hmm. So the the happy hour pre dinner drinks were out. Sip slowly with a meal. So the mm-hmm. food in your stomach levels out the, the booze. And then uh, I prefer red wine over hard liquor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those were the changes I made then, too. Sure, sure. And that's, and so far, 20 years? Yep. 20 no more years. colon cancer. Yep. No more colon cancer. However. However. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, oh, I, I got a call. I don't know what was this a month ago yeah. in the oh, office. Yeah. You, I was I was you were you had a few days. <clears throat> Doctor Bill and I we we both are in the office together and yeah. uh, and he called me and said, Jim I need you to uh, uh, can you cover in the office for the next couple of days for me and I'm like why what's up? Well, February fifteenth, I had just finished walking nine holes of golf. Felt great, feel fine, but I had an appointment for my yearly checkup. And I thought, you know, gosh, I should skip this. I'm feeling fine. I don't need a checkup. Like well, most, most men. Sure, yeah, I feel I'm fine. I don't like need a man, checkup. you know, like a doctor. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I go in, get a checkup. Oh, everything's fine. And got my blood test. Two days later, I get a call from our doctor that will change my life again for the better. Uh, Bill? You have bone marrow cancer. Oh, boy. And uh, the big L word, leukemia. Now, the good news was, after I got over the shock of the L word, leukemia. So how did they know that? In in the blood test? My blood test, my white count was 50,000. It ought to be about five or six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Platelet count was double. So Mm -hmm. all my blood cells were just kind of going nuts. Mm-hmm. And uh, called leukemia. And so the good news was I had the type of leukemia called right. chronic myelogenous leukemia, or mm-hmm. CML, that has the greatest chance of survival and long life. Yeah. Secondly, even better news, it was caught early, number one. Right. Before you had any symptoms. Mm-hmm. Before I had any symptoms, yeah. it was caught early, number one, and... Because, and that's what I learned, one of the biggest concepts that we teach in our, in our coaches training, in our mm-hmm. Wellness Institute, and on our website, the concept of preloading your body. Mm-hmm. Preloading means that you do everything you can to keep your blood, your brain, your body healthy. And then if something happens that comes along, not your fault, things happen. Mm-hmm then your body is already pre-programmed to fight it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my doctor says, okay, because of the fact it was caught early and you're preloaded, you know, he knows I'm a health nut, uh, he says, we are going to start you on the lowest dose of the mildest medicine. And I did, thought, he, did he use the chemo word? Oh, the chemo word. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, man, not that chemo <laughs> word. <laughs> oh, no. But when he said the lowest dose, mm-hmm of the mildest medicine. But you know, Let me <clears throat> Jim and Hayden, when, when he mentioned the pills, the chemo, mm-hmm. in my mind, 
when he said, we're going, we can give you the weakest pills to start out with, I said, okay, if we're going to try the weakest pills, I have got to upgrade my skills mm-hmm. because I realize that is the key to cancer. It's not only the pills the doctors give you, but it's the skills that you developed yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that was a uh, number two. Yeah, so number <laughs> <Yeah>. two. <laughs> what was it now going back to the first? Because when you first called me, all, all you knew that your, your white count was fifty thousand. Yeah. And of course, as a physician myself, oh, boom, it's le- leukemia. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. leukemia, but uh, we don't know what kind yet. Yeah. And what's right. kind of going through your mind? Well, what's time? going through my mind? The first thing that went through my mind is I, I learned from my previous cancer that the worst thing you can do, and it's a quote right out of our T5 book. Sit and stew is bad for you. Mm-hmm. The worst thing I could do is just sit and dwell on my cancer. Because here's what happens, and follow me closely on this. When you stress out, when you dwell on your cancer, your stress hormones go way high. High stress hormones pre- uh, make high blood sugar. And what do cancer cells love to eat? Sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know so a lot I, of cancer fighters oh, use a low-sugar diet yeah. as part of their Exactly. Regimen. And I thought, so the first thing I needed to do is chill. Mm-hmm. Cool it, Bill. Go play golf. Maybe. Chill, go play golf. <laughs> and, Dad, I loved and, something you told me. You said, mm-hmm. I'm not cancer. I have cancer. Ah, and yeah. I, I just really loved that. That really yeah. resonated with mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And, and, and because I, 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 wasn't can- I wasn't all my damn thing cancer. You know, I have cancer, mm-hmm. but I'm not cancer. I'm yeah. going, you remember that? I do. So it stuck good. with me. Thank it's you. important. That self-talk good. and the mm-hmm. way we frame it, yeah. it's, it's hugely Framing important. Framing is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you yeah. think having even just, just a positive mental attitude was a big, a big oh, huge uh, Absolutely, big thing Jim. Again. And in fact, um, we cancer survivors call it the belief effect. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm going to take our listeners inside the body for a minute and show you the fabulous things that go on in your body. All right, now, first I'm going to shock you. Everybody right now has cancer cells in their body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because trillions of times, every few minutes, the cancer, all these divisions, and one is going to mess up and become cancerous. So the great designer of our body programmed our body to have anti-cancer cells floating throughout our bloodstream. They're called NK cells, natural killer cells. Mm-hmm. So the NK cells, uh, remember the old um, movie Pac-Man, mm-hmm. the old video, video game, game Pac-Man? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, the, the NK cells are like little Pac-Men, and they're programmed to go on a search-and-destroy mission throughout your body, all over your body. And when they attach to a cancer cell, a terrorist cell, they say, hey, man, you don't belong here. So they attach to the cell and actually shoot a biochemical bullet into the cancer cell and blow it up. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. yeah. I'm thinking, what do I need to do to make my NK cells fight better for me? That is cancer healing 101. Two things make your NK cells fight better. Number one, how you feed them. So they say, you feed me the right foods, and I'll fight better for you. Here's the second thing. This is a mystery. It's called the belief effect. If you believe I will fight for you, I will fight better for you. Mm. 
So here's my theory on why the belief effect is so, uh, so healing. And it hasn't been proven yet, but I believe it will. When you believe in those NK cells fighting for you, somewhere in your brain you send a biochemical text message. And that biochemical text message travels to each cancer cell or to each NK cell and says, NK cell, I believe in you. Now you go fight for me. And they listen. So I believe that's the biochemical mm -hmm. basis of the belief effect. Cool. And uh, even better news. <laughs> you ready for some better news? Okay. Yes. Sounds good. So having done all that, I took my pill, never missed a dose. So uh, I go in three weeks later for my checkup. And my doctor comes in, Dr. Van Etten at, at UCI Cancer Center. Now, this is what you said, two weeks into chemo? Uh, or it's three weeks three into weeks chemo. Three weeks into chemo. And how long was, did he say chemo was probably going to need to? Uh, one year. A whole year of chemo. A okay, whole so year. So just started with your chemo. Yeah, it's going to okay. take a whole year to get rid of these cancer cells. So three weeks into my chemo, he comes in and he says, man, Bill, you're your blood count's normal. <laughs> you went from 50,000 to five. Wow. And your platelet count's completely normal. It's incredible. So he asked me, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Let me tell you. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, so you're like, let me start 20 years ago. <laughs> I wrote a book about it. Here you uh, go. <laughs> so I wrote a book about yeah, it, right. but, but actually this is funny. So uh, I, I said, well, you really want to know, Dr. Bennett, what, what I'm doing? So I get out this sheet. I get out this Your spreadsheet. spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> so I love I said, it. Okay, okay. Here's my genes that are acting up. And these are all the things I'm doing to tell my genes, hey, genes, you behave. Well, so, so, what, so what we're looking at, this yeah. is a two, whatever, a, a, oh. a poster-sized piece of graph paper with all this flow charts yeah. with your, the, the genes in the middle and all the foods. And the, I mean, this yeah. looks like a, uh, you know, a, a, war, a war plan. <laughs> a war plan. A battle plan. Actually, that's a good It's war actually plan. A very war plan. good. It is a war plan analogy. because, you know, my soldiers are fighting for me. Mm -hmm. So you feed them right with the foods. You have good eating habits. I eat twice as often, half as much, and mm -hmm. I chew twice gotcha. as long. I stay lean. Mm -hmm. Okay. The leaner your belly the better your NK cells fight for you. I sleep better because that's when the stress hormones go down. Mm -hmm. The belief effect, ah, I believe. Now, this was a big one. This was the most challenging, less stress. Mm. Yep. Cool it, Bill, cool it. And was that hard that to was, do? That I was mean, hard you, to you do. got a big, busy uh, yeah. um, work schedule, speaking schedule, a lot of traveling. Uh, I you know, that was one of the things you asked me to do. Can you, can you start doing some of these talks for me? And There's suddenly... some talks. And, well, and it's and hard because you, 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 somebody tells you you have cancer. I imagine that oh. stress. I mean, just that subconscious oh, yeah. stress. Mm -hmm. is... Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that was the hardest thing. But I realized the number one thing I had to improve on. And I'm going to put stress at the top of the list as a cancer promoter. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. And uh, was to dial down stress. And uh, you know how I did that? Play golf. 
<laughs> you got it. Aha, I got oh, it. Oh, you well, got it. It's, it's, but, it's pretty much always the answer with Dad. With, with dad. But, but it's interesting. I figured uh, the brain, you want to program the brain on how to behave. That's where stress begins, mm-hmm. the brain and the gut. Now, how you begin your day, the first hour or so of the day, even the first 10 minutes, you begin your day in a happy way. Mm-hmm. And that programs the brain, sort of preloading the brain. Hey, brain, this is how I expect you to behave all the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with a low stress level. And the brain says, okay, I get the message. So I start almost every day with meditation, quieting mm-hmm. the brain, mm-hmm. uh, walking meditation. Mm-hmm. And I like rhythm. That's why Martha and I, your mom and I like to dance. So I like uh, to synchronize my mantra. And so my favorite type of meditation, it took me a long time to learn how to do it, but I call it flotation therapy. Mm -hmm. So let's picture right now we're all in a swimming pool. (sighs) Take a deep breath. We're all in a swimming pool. I'm going to pull up a picture of the water on my iPad. And there you go. There we go. (laughs) And I synchronize every stroke with my mantra. The attitude of gratitude, what I have to be thankful for. Thank you, God, for my life, 78 years. Thank you, God, for my wife, 51 years. Thank you, God, for my health. Cancer survivor, one and a half times. Thank you, God, for my wealth eight children. Thank you, God, for my MD. Please make it my ministry. Ah. Mm. I'm zoned. Mm -hmm. Stress level down. And then periodically throughout the day, I'm walking or so, I click back into the attitude of gratitude. So I've focused my mind on the things I have to be thankful for. It gets my mind off, why did I get cancer type of thing. Mm-hmm. See, so that, that was the hardest, but yet one of the most important cancer healing tools that I had to do. Yeah. Now, Dad, you talked about preloading your body with, yeah. with all the nutrients and the lifestyle that you've been so, so amazing at over the past 20 years. But you also preloaded something else. You are such a giver. I mean, Mm -hmm. everyone around you, people that encounter you, whether it's on the airplane or at the grocery (laughs) store, you're a giver. Mm -hmm. And your patients, your family, your many, many contacts all over the world. And you've preloaded by giving to people Mm -hmm. constantly, Mm -hmm. your books, your practice, everything. And now you have a need. And people are now able to give back. And so we have seen people's support pour in prayers and just little Mm -hmm. gestures here and there that have meant the world and are such a big part of your healing i believe Mm -hmm. and i just think it's such a beautiful pattern that you've just you've been such a giver your whole Mm. life and now you get to have the gift of receiving that and those people get the gift of giving back Mm, the gift and and, and, you know hayden i feel it Mm -hmm. i feel it because that's why i decided to go public Mm -hmm. with my cancer 
I thought I didn't want rumors, oh, uh, Dr. Yeah. Bill has cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually when we announced it until we had a family meeting, yeah. and they were, what should we do with what this news? And, of course, I piped up, let's just keep it quiet. We can't have Dr. Bill have cancer again, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and then... Well, and then you said, well, I was going to just try to tell everybody so they'd be praying for me. <laughs> right. I'm like, exactly. yes, we could that's, use, a good, that's a better do that. idea. Don't listen to Jim. <laughs> no, hundreds of thousands of prayers all no, over the world. And, we'll take it. And, and uh, the prayer chain just went like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the emails and the cards pouring in. Now, talk about the helper's high. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, I, I've, I get the helper's high from helping people. And now I'm on the receiving end. And I really believe that's why I could walk into the doctor's office three weeks later and he says, man, you got a while to go, but your blood count is normal now. Mm-hmm. You're way ahead of schedule. Yeah, mm-hmm. So what is, what is that schedule? Uh, I'll be it, taking a, just... a popping a pill a day for a year. Still? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even and pill then you a just day follow your counts and everything? <laughs> yeah. Can we go back to the preloading? And I'm, I'm sure our listeners would love to know specifically. <clears throat> they're sitting there. Okay, what, what can yeah. I do? What can I what do? What was on that list that you <laughs> held up? Um, I know. Yeah. What, what is? Well, just... first, we do need to say people can look at a detailed description mm-hmm. on askdrsears.com. Yeah. We'll, okay. we'll have that mm-hmm. all there for and people I'm, to look at. I know look some at. of the books have your anti-cancer mm-hmm. diet. That's they a whole do. chapter. But lots of salmon. Yeah. Right. And well, each, I think to make it simple, uh, Jim and Hayden, I uh, like we're doing our book. Um, you know, one of the hallmarks of our Doctor Sears Wellness Program is K I S M I F. Keep it simple, make it fun. Keep it scientific, make mm-hmm. it fun. And when it comes to cancer, there's a lot of not so scientific advice out there. So I'm just going to give you the straight science. And that is, you hold the five keys to your health in the palm of your hand. Simple as that. Number one, we call the 5S diet. 5S. 5S diet. Okay. All right. That is smoothies, a shake a day. Keeps the doctor away. Mm-hmm. And now these are green. These are green smoothies, fruits uh-huh. and vegetables. These mm-hmm. aren't your Jamba Juice sweet okay, right, dessert right. smoothies. Oh, that's just yeah. a lot of sugar. Just, yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of sugar. Hayden this make, is Hayden makes a great, high protein fruits and veggies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all that. So, great so, great so, S smoothies. 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 Now, one uh, big biggest shake mistake people make: they don't put enough fat in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, cancer cells don't like fat because fat produces ketones, the chemical ketones, Mm -hmm. which are Mm anti-cancer. But cancer cells love sugar. So the more fat you put in a shake, the less carbs you need. So every one of my shakes has avocados, nut butters, and coconut oil. Boom. Okay. Boom. Yeah. All right. So shake a day. Secondly is seafood, salmon, wild salmon. Wow. Mm -hmm. The omega fats in it. Yeah. Now, how the, I'm curious, how many times a week do you have salmon? Uh, three to four. Three yeah. to four. Because yeah. I mean, more than four. that is probably too uh, much, right? Three, uh, th- well, uh, three to four. Right. My it's where you get it. My my, yeah. my our, our friend uh, Randy Hartnell, a vital choice. Mm-hmm. He flies down the salmon for me. Yeah, that's probably the best purest uh, salmon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my medicine. On the in fact, uh, your mom, uh, Martha, one day when the um, salmon came. Uh, frozen salmon came. Uh, Bill, your medicines arrived from uh, Alaska. <laughs> and it's kind of a joke. Whenever people come over to your house for dinner, they just know. They're like, okay, Bill, where's the salmon? Uh, we're we're going to serve salmon. So we got uh, uh, smoothies, salmon, salads. 
So shake in the morning and salad in the evening. Nice. Big salad. Mm. Okay. Now, fourthly, smart snacking. Rule of twos. Mm-hmm. Eat twice as often, half as much, and chew twice as long because the smaller your meal, the better you'll feel, but also the lower your blood sugar spikes. Mm-hmm. And snacks, you probably mean like chocolate and yeah, Doritos, candy, candy chips, yeah. soda, exactly. fast food. Yeah. No, Leftover nuts. pizza, maybe. Yeah, those go, snacks. Go nuts. Go nuts. That's like literally, go nuts. Go like nuts. Eat nuts. <laughs> 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 like eat, eat yeah. nuts. Best snacks there is. I've got a huge play it in a like, Tupperware thing of nuts on my mm. desk, and just yeah. that's, what's my, that's what I snack on. Yeah. I, I have dark chocolate on my list yeah. of yeah. foods. I know. So. When I said chocolate, I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. I was thinking an Easter bunny, you know, milk, <laughs> chocolate, yeah. huge Easter bunny. Okay, well, so. You know, on, I, and then uh, <clears throat> on a subject, what, you know, dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. I have two squares of dark chocolate uh, after my evening meal. Mm-hmm. Great cool. antioxidant. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the fifth S is supplements. Because I realized it's very, what I needed to eat was four fistfuls of seafood a week and 13 fistfuls of fruits and vegetables every day. And that's hard to do. Mm. So uh, supplements I I take, uh, Juice Plus. Juice Plus. Mm-hmm. Which is that fruit and vegetables. And vegetables. Yeah, you, you had the whole family start that 20 uh, years ago with it. your last cancer. So we've all been preloading with that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Every many day. people with cancer, they will need mm-hmm. omega supplements, mm-hmm. especially omega-3. Okay. They'll need vitamin D. Mm-hmm. They'll mm-hmm. need selenium. Mm-hmm. But you get all this in a big old filet of salmon anyway. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that is a 5S diet. That's number one. Secondly is graze on five mini-meals. Okay. Thirdly, move more five times a day. Movement is one of the best anti-cancer medicines, which we can talk about later. <clears throat> Four, stress less. Five, stress busters. And five is share with five friends. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. you hold the five keys to, to treating any illness and preloading. There you go. In the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope more than at least five people are listening. So there you just share <laughs> you just with share. five, five, <laughs> but, or five listeners. But I love that because you don't want to just keep all this to yourself because exactly. you're not the only yeah. one struggling. I mean, so yeah. many people, if it's oh, not them, yeah. it's the somebody they love is struggling. Exactly. So you don't want to just keep these tools to yourself. You want to share mm-hmm. it with others. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, you kind of build a community of people that are all yeah. doing practicing these tools together and exactly. that creates beautiful yeah. synergy yeah and that synergy that, that, that's a magic word synergy just simply means like a, a team we play better as a team mm-hmm. and you mentioned the term community it's interesting when you look at and i'm not, I'm not big on statistics but healers from cancer or any major illness when they are surrounded by a community who cares they heal better mm-hmm Mm-hmm. It's that belief effect again. You know, we're we're supporting you. We're praying for you. We believe you're going to heal. And that uh, is translates over to, okay, they believe I will heal. I believe I will heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. You know, when this first started a few a few weeks ago, you had asked me to fill in for a talk. For a talk, and mm-hmm. so I show up in this audience. They're all expecting you, and, I, <laughs> and but we had to explain. Well, you know, and it's still we still I think at that point didn't know what kind of. Uh, leukemia it was, and everybody's really worried. But I, I, um, I used your natural killer cell 
analogy, and mm-hmm. I and uh, I think there's even a picture in the T5 book of, yes, yes, of your yes, of a cartoon yes. of what your natural killer cell would would look like, yeah. and it's it's a it's a guy with an army hat on and, and <laughs> fire you know shooting at the cancer. But in my slideshow, I did my own version of your natural killer cell, and I brought it here with you. And if you turn around, you'll see oh, what it cool. looks like. It's uh, I, I explained natural killer cells, what it's doing, and I said, Bill has such powerful natural killer oh, cells, no. this is what his look like. I got this. And you know, they really do. They shoot biochemical bullets mm-hmm. into the cancer cell mm-hmm. and blow it up. And the way you treat your body and, and these tools, Dad, you do. Those those killer cells are <laughs> they are um, mega. They are on it. <laughs> You know, I'm curious, um, you know, you always give uh, advice to your pa- patients. and everything. Has anything specifically changed in the last couple of weeks in, in the messages that you tell your patients? Have you brought in anything new? Yeah. Jim, um, you know, when I got, yes, when I, when I got the diagnosis, mm-hmm. of course, I think maybe it is time to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, 51 years. As a pediatrician, maybe I should. And then if I you realized, retire, I'm screwed. But then I thought, you know, I go into the office, and in comes a mom and a dad with this little one-week-old baby, holding that little precious baby in the arms. And I'm thinking, the advice. I give these parents, if I can preload them mm. with the right parenting advice, the right nutritional advice, the right behavioral advice, I can influence that one week old for the next 100 years. Mm-hmm. Wow, I can't give that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm back to work. <laughs> there you go. Back to work. I'm covering for Jim. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, I know speaking of schedule, you've yeah. kind of put yourself, at least for when you eat dinner, you said you're kind of not very strict. You're very conscious on eating early. And yeah, so I, I know I that, and that time well, is coming up. So yes. we'll get you out of here soon. Okay, eat earlier. But right. um, I'm curious. Uh, you, you mentioned mom. How has she been through all this? Mom, my bride of 51 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, doctors marry nurses because we... Because <laughs> you <need them. laughs> you're going to need a nurse when you get old. Is that <laughs> right. I need a nurse when you get old. But uh, moms handle it very well. She, uh, Your mom exudes that beautiful presence. Mm-hmm. And when I see her smile, and, and in fact, your mom, even in 50 years ago, she had that, uh, you know how... Women can look at you with that disarming look that just says, cool it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mom has that. So uh, she's been my bride, my nurse, my uh, confidant, my everything through all this. Oh, I even great. noticed, Mom, when, yeah. you know, the kids were all, we were all at the house. We've been in and out a lot more, and it can be yeah. pretty emotional. And yeah. I've had a few meltdowns, like, just just crying because sure. it's, it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. And she has, she does have this calming presence. Mm-hmm. I just, I can get my tears out, but then I look at her and I yeah. think, okay, mom, mom knows this is going to be okay. Yeah. I feel that from her, and that's been really mm-hmm. calming and settling. Yeah, yeah for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of mom, um, there's a new feature on the website, AskDrSears.com. It's Mondays yeah. with Martha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's been just she just started that this month, and she's taking yeah. a lot of questions. I've I've pulled it up on the website. 
and she's got um, a couple entries of she looks like she's just taking questions from uh, moms around the world. Yeah, and, uh, people yeah. can submit yeah. their yeah. questions and yeah. she will answer them. How valuable is yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I really hope more and yeah. more listeners uh, tune into yeah. that and send in their questions. It, it, your, your mom has a, this beautiful ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Bill, this has been great. This has been awesome. The Dr. Sears T5 Wellness Plan, Five Changes in Five Weeks by William Sears, MD, and our sister, Erin Sears, who is a certified health coach. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's got a great story. Uh, We we should have her in. We'll have her on in a couple weeks. She's got a really amazing story, too. It's a lot of good recovery in her life. So, all right. Well, thanks a lot, Dr. Bill. We'll get you out of here and uh, get you you to eat your salmon. And uh, we will be right back. Hey everyone, this is Cupid, and I'm just chilling in my crib getting ready for Valentine's Day. Gotta get all those love potion arrows loaded up. Well, since I'm gonna be pretty darn busy until February 14th, and my sister down in Pensacola is expecting her second set of twins, I don't have much time for shopping. So I just went online to AskDrSears.com and found some great books from the Sears Parenting Library. There are more than 30 child-wearing titles to choose from, with everything from pregnancy, childbirth, and breastfeeding to discipline, sleep, anti-aging, and ADD. Yeah, if you're looking for that perfect gift for that new or veteran parent on your list, or just want some sagely advice from Dr. Sears, check out the Sears Parenting Library on AskDrSears.com. All right, that is good stuff. And now it's time for Mom to Mom Moments. Well, mine today is very fitting with our guest because it has to do with our parents. As grown-ups, it has to do with our parents. So it's been on my mind lately just to really appreciate my parents, just take really specific time to appreciate them. Um, And so I would love to encourage other parents out there, whether it's a phone call, a card, a note, just to take a few moments and actively show appreciation to your parents in the next few days. So that is my challenge to you as I do that myself. Are you going to play this for your kids? Yes, absolutely. Kids, take time. No, in fact, (laughs) I'm going to start doing that. Like anything I want my kids to do, I'm going to passive aggressively put it on the podcast (laughs) and then play it for them in the car. That's that's like the the, that's like part of my reason. So what you do, you'll take what they're doing, right? And then we'll we'll actually put it in a story about some some myth uh, some somebody else mythological other kids. (laughs) You know, can you believe these kids are doing this? You know, and the repercussions that's going to have in their life. Man, anyways. You know. well, uh, my, that's funny. Uh, I'll be listening to some of these episodes in the car, and uh, my son Levi will hear me say something about him. He's like, hey, that's me. That's me. <laughs> that's me. You're talking about me on the I know. Radio. I need to hey, remember Levi. that, though. Gonna, Hi, Levi. I tell stories about my kids, and Listen they're going to get to your dad, where they're Levi. not going to like it. <laughs> this is Darth Vader. Use the force. Uh, your dad knows everything. Yes. <laughs> And eat lots of fruits and vegetables. Give your dad a hug and do all his chores for him. <laughs> all right. That's funny. So we could have Le- the Levi's moment. So. Levi's moment. <laughs> Advice for Subliminal Levi. Subliminal messages to Levi. <laughs> all right. Cool, cool. Well, that's bringing us towards the end of the podcast. I think I'm going to be late to get into the office today. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to find us on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Sears Family Podcast, and on the interwebs, AskDrSears.com, and apparently YouTube. Pretty soon, Dr. Sears TV. 
So excellent. Don't forget, we are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and hopefully help you through those that aren't quite so joyful. For Hayden and Sandman Matt and Dr. William Sears, I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears, and we will see you next time.